It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. Property, real estate and the housing market, it is what we are talking about seven days a week and we are up to another Friday, April the 21st. We are rocketing through this month and another Friday with the weekend calling us. It has gone quick, at least for us here at the Real Estate Podcast. And coming up this morning with the first quarter of the calendar year just gone and to discuss whether the economic data pointing to the monetary policy is starting to have some impact. Anthony Landau is here from Equilibria Finance and Anthony, the first quarter has been a busy one for a lot of people. How has that translated with your business and your clients, I guess, pushing forward through the the rate hikes, adjusting to live in the correcting market, managing to pay, of course, for household expenses, just getting through the first quarter, people, I guess, can sort of pat themselves on the back because it hasn't been an easy one. Yeah, g'day, Craig. Nice to be here. No, it hasn't been easy. I think a lot of people have been adjusting to, I guess, the new reality of rates. I think there was a bit of a sigh of relief nationwide with the RBA pausing last month to give everyone a bit of time to reset. But look, I don't think we're we're out of the woods yet. And I think a lot of people have resetting budgets, feeling those cost of living pressures, as you say. And here we are, of course, on the 21st of April, which means that we're steering at another RBA decision coming up next month. What do you think is likely to happen? Yeah, well, interestingly, we've got the inflationary data coming out um, on the 26th of April. I think that's going to give some guidance for the RBA to see whether a monetary policy is starting to take hold. That may then subsequently influence May's decision uh, whether they pause or do another rise. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales, or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, Brisbane is still rapidly growing with plenty of desirable suburbs to purchase in, but which areas in 2023 are truly the most desirable suburbs of Brisbane to be in? Well, based on factors such as proximity to the city, public transport, access to amenities and quality of schools, the top five desirable suburbs of Brisbane are Ascot, Paddington, New Farm, Tenerife and Balimba. And they have consistently demonstrated strong property value and growth and high demand. So unlikely to change too in the foreseeable future. And if you are having your breakfast this morning in one of those areas, well done. If you're celebrating your birthday, maybe you don't want to know about that, but it is April the 21st. If you were born on that day, you are celebrating with, well, she would have been celebrating today, but passed away, Queen Elizabeth the 
his second. She would have been turning 97 today. At the other end of the spectrum, English rocker Iggy Pop. He is turning 76. Tony Danza, you might remember him from that television series way back called Taxi. He is turning 72. James McAvoy, the actor, is turning 44. And Andy McDowell, she was in that movie with Hugh Grant, Four Weddings and a Funeral. She is turning 65. More and more people are driving to work listening to... We are already in conversation with the big banks and hoping that they will do the right corporate thing and make sure that they keep people in their homes for as long as possible. We hope that people can buckle down and make sure that they can stay in their homes. The banks themselves will be coming up against their regulators, whether or not somebody has the capacity to continue to pay a mortgage at the higher rate. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And on this Friday, let's check on that all-important weather word. First, we go to Sydney, expecting one or two showers and a high of 21 degrees. In Melbourne, a possible shower, but long dry periods and 20. In Brisbane, 50-50 on some rain today with 27. And look at that, Perth, sunny blue skies. Perfect temperature too, 29 degrees for you. It's like diving into a treasure trove of real estate gold nuggets just waiting to be explored with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are back with Anthony Landau from Equilibria Finance as we emerge from the first quarter, as I mentioned, of the calendar year and the economic indicators, they are signalling the initial impact of monetary policy. And Anthony, what is your assessment of the current state of the housing market and do you believe we have reached the bottom of the market cycle? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. We come into um, the end of March with our cash rate at 3.6%. You know, back in March 22, it was at 0.1%. We got inflation running at 6.8% and we've got a very tight employment market. But we've actually, for the first time in 10 months, seen um, house prices uh, rebound and and have a positive growth of 0.6% nationally. So there's some really um, interesting numbers out there. But, But Craig, I don't think monetary policy has fully flown through. Even though we've had those interest rate rises, there just have been some factors that have been propping up the housing market and and creating upward pressure on house prices. And subsequently, we've seen some growth. I'd be very cautious about saying we've hit the bottom of the market, though, with the RBA still chasing um, that inflationary target, which we're sitting well above. Yesterday morning, I was talking with Cameron and and just sort of talking about some economists saying that there could be a rate cut as early as October. I mean, nobody really saw this one coming if it happens at the start of the year. No, nobody has. Look, I think the big numbers everybody's keeping an eye on is is whether monetary policy is starting to flow through to inflation. The US inflationary data came out recently and they had a slower than expected increase which is a good sign. Our inflationary data is coming out next week. And I think everyone, everybody's waiting to see whether that's starting to flow through. There's been a couple of reasons, I guess, that 
has seen a lag on inflationary numbers. A lot of people were still on fixed rates. A lot of people had saving buffers after the COVID pandemic. So I think the inflationary data is really going to guide um, the next couple of months monetary policy and whether in fact we start looking at cuts uh, within this calendar year. And you mentioned that monetary policy hasn't flowed through. Why are we seeing that lag take place, do you think? Yeah, good question. Monetary policy traditionally has a lag in terms of a flow through to consumer expenditure. But I think there's a couple of specific reasons right now that have impacted monetary policy and and ultimately uh, slowing down the economy. And I think the main factors are there's such, there's such a high proportion of fixed rates in the marketplace right now because we were coming off such a low base. So the full impact of the rate rises hasn't flown through to consumers and mortgage holders yet. And secondly, people did have a large savings buffer through the pandemic, which is now getting it eaten into. So I don't think we've seen the full effect of monetary policy. So next week's inflationary numbers are going to be really interesting to see whether monetary policy is starting to take hold and we start working back towards the RBA's uh, inflation targets. Looking ahead uh, for the next, uh, let's say, the next six to 12 months, what do you see as the major obstacles and opportunities facing the housing market, both in terms of headwinds and tailwinds? Funnily enough, there's a lot of positives in the market at the moment. There's some data showing us that households, household sizes are decreasing, which increases demand. We've got talk of 650,000 new migrants coming in in the next couple of years to increase the skilled labour and also students. We've got incredibly tight vacancy rates with rentals, which does two things. It's increasing rentals and people who are renting are starting to think about buying and it also makes it more attractive for investors. On the supplier side, there's still good government incentives for first home buyers. Um, We've got lower listings at auctions, which are keeping house prices up. So there's some real positives in the market um, once these interest rates do settle down. But there still are some headwinds facing us. People aren't quite sure when the last of the interest rate rises will come. I don't think we've seen the full impact of of the variable rate hikes as yet, which might see further slowing of the economy. And the fixed rate expiries are still to come, the bulk of them. So there are some positives in the market, but I think people are still waiting a little bit for things to settle down. We've got rising debt servicing repayments. Serviceability is more difficult. So I think once these rates settle down in the months ahead, those positives we're seeing in the market might start flowing through. Yeah, and despite the recent market downturn, there seems to be a discrepancy between the housing shortage and rising rental prices and the lack of investor activity in the market. So can you provide to the listeners this morning a bit of an insight into this apparent disconnect? Yeah, there is a real disconnect. You can look at it on one hand and go, look, it's really attractive market right now for investors. Rental yields are as high as they've been. Home buyer um, activity is, is quite low. There's still reasonable supply in the market. So the fundamentals for an investor, if they find a good price in a what has been a falling market, it's a very attractive environment to a certain extent, but investor credit flows are still down 30%. There's two main reasons I believe that that's happening from when we dig a little bit deeper. The first main reason is investment properties are becoming harder to hold. So when people are doing their cash flow analysis, the costs of holding a property are increasing. 
increased interest obviously costs, but there's also increased costs around maintenance. There's increased costs around strata fees. There's increased costs around actually just holding a property. So from a cash flow perspective, it's not quite as attractive as maybe once it used to be in the lower rate environment. So we're seeing increased costs to hold a property. And the second major reason we're seeing is it's actually harder to qualify for more finance now. Yeah, so true. Anthony, thank you for coming on to the Friday. It's kind of thrown me a little bit. It's Friday and not Saturday. Yeah, no worries, Craig. Happy to, happy to be here, mate. Enjoy your weekend that's coming up. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 